0: In this episode.
1: Speaking of yep. food, like you know, seeing these food shows and stuff, I have to ask you: Have you ever heard of something called mukbang?
0: Mukbang? Yeah.
2: Um, Dude, you going to talk about that again? <laughs>
1: look, he, look, he's making food, man. I mean, yeah, I got to pick it up. up. You know? Oh,
0: mukbangs where where you? They're doing the eating on the. They got to
1: yeah. show it. Look, yeah. Chad, yeah. you, know, yeah, you're on, yeah. you're on the ball, man. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know if you did any of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't
0: think I'm. I don't <laughs> think that I'm. I'm not. I'm not sexy enough in Asian. <laughs>
2: enough.
0: <laughs> Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 22, Part One, with musician Blaine Cook.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And I'm Chad Lutzke. And you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network, We're the podcast where a seasoned horror veteran holds the white-knuckled hand of a horror newbie, that's me, as we explore the genre together, film by film. But we don't just explore movies, Chad. We do that, and we're going to do that tonight. But we also sometimes have really special guests.
2: Yes, yes, tonight. And you know what? This is our our... Is there a second musical guest? We had Jeremy Wagner from Broken Hope. Yeah, uh, and I i guess Mallerman would count as a, a both an author and a musical guest. I mean, you can't he, you, say I guess, dude. He's gonna be real mad. <laughs> he'd, be like, no. he'd be like, "I'm bona fide." He's man. got to, Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's toured all over, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wrote the theme song for Shameless, and they got albums out and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm particularly excited about this one though because we have Blaine Cook, and he has. I've been a fan of his stuff since I was a kid, literally like um, 35 years, about 35 years. And um, in certain circles, he doesn't need any introduction at all. But for those who are not like woke to the hardcore and punk rock scene, uh, <laughs> yeah. Blaine, Blaine has been the front man for uh, the Black Nasty, Denial Fiend, Toe Tag, as well as The Farts and 10 Minute Warning with uh, the last two bands also featuring... Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, uh, here and there a little bit. And then uh, most notably, Blaine uh, has sang for The Accused, um, one of the original bands to pioneer the crossover genre, like crossover thrash, crossover punk, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Lamb of God, Municipal Waste, Cannibal Corpse, and even Mike Patton from Faith No More and 50 other bands have cited The Accused as a musical influence, uh, Blaine's bands have played shows with uh, everyone's favorites from yesteryear, like the Bad Brains, uh, DOA, GBH, Circle Jerks, and, and I think Dead Kennedys. Oh, Dead um,
0: Kennedys. Yeah. D-R-I.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And uh, now, a couple years ago, he and a few other guys from The Accused started The Accused AD in order to continue celebrating their music by playing shows and even recording a new album. So after that very... Lengthy introduction about Blaine okay. Cook. Blaine, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Jeremiah. Yes, man. Happy to be here.
2: And b- before we go any further, I I, I don't want to forget this. Uh, our intro music yes, is man. a song from The Accused, and Blaine and Tommy gave us their blessing for uh, for using that, and we took the liberty of altering it slightly just to, at least the bar's, so that we can fit it in with our intro and you can hear Blaine for about a second in, in the intro and the outro. We use them for the outro too. But um yeah, thanks a lot for letting us do that because otherwise we'd have to get some royalty-free music. And those are those are sometimes just yeah. so generic sounding. Yeah, yeah. happy. Yeah. yeah. We we have the we have the coolest intro for for any podcast. So um it
1: was funny I, too when Chad first brought that up remember chad dude i was i was resistant i was like i Mm -hmm. don't know man i'm like you know you know a punk song kind of like really really upbeat and stuff and i said i don't know you know and he's like well you just got to hear it dude he's like i really think it work. and so i remember listening to it and it didn't take long before i was like okay because i i do the editing for the intro so i i put all the pictures together and timed it and i was you know we we went back and forth and he's like we could space it out and i said okay we can do this And as soon as we watched it and just heard that sound and sat back and soaked it all in, it was like perfecto (laughs) mundo. This is, it is us. And I said, so now when people listen, you know, so we mad props to you guys and we made sure that very first episode, we made sure to talk about that and to, and to say, you know, where this music came from Mm -hmm. because it, it is, it's the coolest intro music, if I can say so. <laughs> we yeah, have the coolest know. intro song, man, of any
2: of, of any podcast anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. It it, it yeah. does fit well when I was like, you know what? I, I want to use an accused song. Let me search for one first that I thought would sound really good and, and then I'll ask Blaine. And there was a couple, I can't remember what the other I think there was two. There was the other one, but I thought a little bit more uh listener friendly. I yeah, guess
0: yeah. <laughs> listener friendly, yeah.
2: Yeah. And in in not your typical uh, g- good song, not your typical uh, example of what the accused sounds like. But yeah. but but then again, you guys are so, you guys have you know mixed it up so much that actually it's it's not that bad of example because it just goes to show the different areas. You know the the Frankenstein, if you will, of of all of the different stuff that you guys mix in together. So.
0: Yeah, that's how, we, that's how we did it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say too,
1: it's funny that you were with a band called The Farts because your voice comes in right before like the loudest, juiciest fart at the end of our show. And that's that's a vintage, that's a throwback, you know, for us going back how long, man, quite a while. Jeff. And it was cool because you know, I'm going through and Chad's sending me some songs and everything, and he's like, You got to hear this one. It's kind of a sampling of your stuff, including. A concert where you were sporting a really awesome shirt. In fact, it was a shirt of one of my all-time <laughs> favorite books, Skullface Boy. <laughs> Skull Face and Boy, I'm like, yeah. I'm you know, serious. I said, I I messaged Chad right away and I said, bro, I said I did not even know that there were shirts. You you got me onto something, Blaine. <laughs> my son, my <laughs> son where's was my, listening. Yeah, it, it it was amazing and and it was cool because when I first saw you up on the stage, you got great presence too. By the way. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching. And I thought, man, I'm like, that guy's got an amazing shirt. Like, Blaine's really rocking. What is that shirt? And I'm kind of looking. I don't have my glasses on. And I'm looking. And it just, my eyes, it's like that uh, mod or whatever from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The lady in the truck. Large I'm Marge. My eyes go. Large Marge, yes, dude. Just, blah, and it opened up. And I thought, I need this right now. And so I'm grateful. But it was cool because as I'm playing it, not only did I learn something new. About this, I shouldn't know. I mean, but the thing is, I learned it. But my son, Lucian, he's like, I don't know, 20, 21 months old right now. And he's he's eating his food, he's learning to use a fork. And I'm listening to this music. Man, I'll tell you, you've got a new fan. My son is like, (laughs) he was going nuts. He was like, ah, and he's like screaming, like along with you. And he was dancing around. And so when we got him out of the chair, he's dancing around. He does this kind of thing. He's got his hand on his head and he's moving all around so you've you've got a brand new fan maybe the youngest uh, one of the youngest but he's uh he loved it man so he loved he loved the sound he was singing right there with you the best he could
2: that's cool you know my son who's 24 now he was an accused fan when he was like i think about 10 um you know my, my fault and uh i i made him like a little comp uh thing and had a bunch of different songs on there and I remember when he was like, a, I think he was like 11, maybe 12. I can't remember. But he said one day, and for those who haven't heard The Accused, Blaine has got one of the most unique, distinct voices that you've ever heard for any any genre of music. But uh, it, it, it's just crazy. So when um, my son, Elijah, he asked me one day, because he knew that I had done a telephone interview for my magazine a long time ago, like 18, 19, 20 years ago. long time ago yeah and so he asked me what does blaine sound like when he talks um and i said uh but he just he sounds normal and so i uh, blaine and i had kept in contact and a little bit you know i'd ask him got anything new coming out or whatever and 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 he might send me a a cd or something and then or i would order something so we kind of kept in contact around that time and I sent him an email and I said, just in the email, I was like, by the way, my son said this. And I thought it was hilarious. He said, have him call me.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I that.
2: Said, now. I said, yeah. Okay. And um, I did, I waited till like a Sunday night when I thought it was like, you know, past dinner time or something. And then uh, Elijah called and he, they talked for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. And he, Elijah was just so starstruck, man. It was it was cute, but yeah, he's 20, he's 24 now, but yeah, well, that's
0: cool. you know, we were talking about, obviously we were talking earlier on, but yeah, that's, you know, I've had this relationship with Chad over AKA burnt cereal, you know, over the, yeah. uh, this computer screen here for so many years. And I have the same, you know, I have a couple other relationships like that as well. It's kind of a, it's a weird, it's a you know, old school kind of, kind of pen, pen pal, you know, yeah. type of the deal. It's, uh, you know, um, it's, it's great. It's, it's um, You know something to embrace you know and i get to go to chad you know he's done he's done some stuff you know for me and for you know for what what i do and it's you know it's great
2: you know what i think i recorded that conversation and i have it on tape somewhere because i thought when elijah got older i don't even know if he knows that i have it on and i haven't listened to it since but i thought that one day uh he would appreciate that to hear him um you guys talking on there I, I can't remember what you guys are talking about or anything I, but
0: don't, I don't even remember once you mentioned that it's like yeah okay yeah yeah
2: yeah i wanted to tell a quick story too before we got into like the discussion part stuff i don't know if i've mentioned this to you before or if you read it somewhere or anything because i think i've talked about it before but i was at my local record store in uh it was 87 and i had 10 dollars. and back then when you didn't have a lot of money and, of course, you couldn't just stream stuff. Um, $10, you, you needed to make the right choice about what your next record was going to be. And um, there, you had a greater appreciation. So even if an album sucked, I remember getting, like, what was it, Kiss Unmasked it, when that came out. And I f- pretty much forced myself to to like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's like when you spend yeah. hard-earned money on, yeah. on something like that, and it's like... Yeah. Well, I can't get another record for another month or two, so I, I better like this. And, uh, I, but I was at the record store and I was going through the tapes and they had, uh, uh, Return of Martha Splatterhead, uh, tape there by the accused. And I saw the cover and, uh, I couldn't listen to it. This is before CDs. Later, the record store would let you listen to a CD or throw on the vinyl or something like that. And then you could be like, yeah, I don't want this. Or, yeah, I want to grab this. So this is a tape. So I, I knew that buying something by the cover was a really bad idea. I'd had bad experiences before (laughs) the
0: cover or the name of the band.
2: Yeah. So against my, against my better judgment, I slapped down the 10 bucks anyway. And that was the beginning of it, man. It was, it was such a great decision. And then I found out some, some people, um, in the punk scene had already been listening. And then I turned a bunch of people on. And so we had this kind of small following of, of the accused. And then, and then, um, you know, more albums started, and then I discovered uh, this was after More Fun was out, but it was before Mattis Stories, because we had uh, we had a one of my friends had a birthday party at my house, and and uh, one of us had gotten him uh, Mattis Stories on vinyl for his for his birthday because it had just come out. So that was like, I guess it was eighty seven, yeah, eighty seven or eighty eight, maybe eighty eight. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you still with us, Jeremiah?
1: I'm with you, man. I am with you. I'm, I'm just listening to The Gush, dude. I love it. Oh, okay. And it's it's cool because like, um, you know, when I used to go to your house, when I first met you and stuff, mm-hmm. I would see all the different music that you had. And it was interesting because, you know, at, people who watch the show know that I was raised in a very um, evangelical, but kind of a little bit on the fundamentalist side of things in our, in a home and so we didn't we didn't have a lot of the music. I didn't know anything by Bon Jovi and Van Halen. Like I didn't know anything, you know, Kiss, we definitely were not allowed. <laughs> and so so I was just Nights so, in
2: Satan Service.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like the idea, you know, of um you know, seeing any a lot of these bands and a lot of these records and stuff, it was you st- something you'd see when you go in the mall and you're, you know, or into any of the old music stores and stuff. Uh like a uh, rock cafe things like that. But you'd, you'd go, you'd walk by it and you'd see and kind of look at covers and see what you like. And I always thought of all the different covers of, you know, different albums and CDs and stuff you had. This band called The Accused had mm-hmm. these crazy wild covers, man. Mm-hmm. And like just the, the the art on them. And you were explaining to me because we were talking earlier and I was like, well, what what exactly is Martha Splatterhead? I'm yeah. like, "What what is that? And you were like, oh, dude. And you broke it down and I'm like yes oh i get it now i understand that and it was it's so it's iconic like once you've seen one of those covers that you you won't forget like you'll always at least be able to put those together even if you hadn't heard the band you'll always just know you'll be like yeah that's the accused (laughs) because it's they're just they're that good it's great art um it's always really creative and by the you know having listened to songs now to say yeah, it kind of is like what they sound like. <laughs> if you had, it's a perfect, it's a perfect mascot. Okay, so mm. it's super mad props um, to that. But I yeah, was man. curious, you know, we were talking beforehand, Blaine, and you were saying some stuff before the show about something that you're doing, and I want to hear more about it. I, I, I was, I wanted desperately to ask you <laughs> in the green room and ask you these questions, and I said, but I kind of, I kind of need to wait for this. But the okay so you mix drinks okay anyone can see anybody watching this because it's a podcast and a video if you're watching this you can see he's got a very impressive uh row of bottles behind him (laughs) very impressive and i said i'm very you know i'm uh, envious in fact of that and he said that he does a mixing show what is what is that
0: well we started off trying to do the facebook live type of the deal and that was kind of janky then we were just recording just just videos no but ever since this stuff this whole thing that we're in, um, first started, you know, I just started, you know, showing, you know, me making dinner, which is kind of like when all of this social stuff first started, people used to joke about it. It's like, well, it's, you know, it's Chad, he's at, you know, the Olive Garden and he's showing his, his plate of pasta and his his (laughs) garlic, you know, then it turned into something totally different. So now it's, it's kind of like going back to that. So, you know, I started, it's like, I'm just showing Myself cooking food because I don't. I'm not me by myself. My my family, my wife, and myself, and our daughter. Even though she doesn't live with us, we own a business, and in the past, over the past two years, I just have an ownership role. Um, I do a little bit of I do some shopping, a little administrative, and a little maintenance. So my my working is about two three hours out of the day. And since all this other stuff started, my wife is working from home. So I do all the all the shopping, and I I do all the cooking. Um, so, but, you know, and then we just started getting into, um, making, making different cocktails and, um, kind of researching that there was, you know, b- b- uh, post post and pre prohibition, you know, the liquor, you know, when we earlier on, you talking about NAFTA, everybody's so used to being able to have all this stuff, even with drinking or, or, or cooking, you know even 15 or 20 years ago, the kind of stuff you could get, it's not the same as now. So you do these prohibition era, era drinks and it's just all this, you know, weird stuff like these different vermouths or or Lillet or you know, a lot of gin. Because back then they didn't they didn't have vodka because vodka was something that was, you know, that they had in other countries but wasn't introduced in into the United States until later on because they wanted like this this neutral spirit that people could mix with a bunch of stuff. And that was, you know, one of the original ones that got they got people wow looking. if you look in if you look in, in vintage cocktail books there's very very little very few cocktails that are that are vodka based um so yeah i mean i just we just started uh making the cocktails and, and doing the cooking up in our uh, up in our kitchen and our kitchen is kind of like the uh uh favorite part of our house we, we uh, remodeled our house about 20 years ago. And we, and when we did that, we wanted to, the, the kitchen was where we spent the most money. Um, and then about two months ago down in our basement, cause we practice in our house as well. We have a jam room and we have a little, little space there. I, you know, created a little, uh, a set, uh, with a bunch of, there's more booze down there and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and we yeah. just started yeah, doing the cocktails on the, uh, making little videos i don't know it's just
1: there's got to be booze all over the house you know i mean that way if you got to record anywhere you're like well there's some right here behind the pillow you know (laughs) but
0: yeah i was thinking i don't know it's it's something i I don't know it's something to do and sometimes people get scared even about even about cooking Um, you know there's um i've watched cooking shows since i was a little kid i you know when i was um you know five or six years old i was watching Graham care and um uh, julia child and then you know i continue to do so up up until now you know i still watch i still watch cooking shows and i it's it's something that, that you can share with people some people are you know scared about about food or, or different flavors and um you know where we are right now you can't if you can't go out or even as if it's just not you know it's not economically a good a good thing to go out and eat dinner i mean you can a lot of the stuff you could do at home if you just you know right. Especially when everybody's at home now, if you got an extra half hour, 45 minutes, I mean, you could put together, you know, quality food that you'd pay good money for. And same as same as same as drinks, you know,
1: speaking of food, like, you know, seeing these food shows and stuff. I have to ask you, have you ever heard of something called mukbang?
2: Mukbang? Yes. Yeah. Dude, you're gonna <laughs> talk about that again <laughs> look,
1: he, look he's making food man i mean yeah, I got up. Up. yeah, yeah. Oh, so mukbang is i'll just very quickly say it. people people in uh in south korea had this idea of you know well if certain people are lonely and this is pre-covid stuff oh you
0: bong, where, where you they're doing the eating on the, they got to yeah. show
1: See? I, look, yeah. Chad, yeah. You know, yeah you're on yeah. you're on the ball man you know yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know if you did any of that. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs>
0: I don't think I'm. I, I don't think that I'm. I, I'm not. I'm not sexy enough in Asia. <laughs> you know, watch me watch a. a, a, a oh man! No, but I have. Yeah, that's right. I have. I have. I have seen that. So you well, know, not, you, you know, know what it's That's yeah. what you know. The whole you know with Chad and I having this viral relationship, you know, for so long, and that's what that's how it's moved where you know get these people that you know there's these other guys that do cocktail shows or some guys that have shows just about bourbon should they get like 200,000 views you no know? yeah and yeah and they're sponsored and people send them you know you you look at these I mean I have you know um a fair amount of money invested in the alcohol that we have here. But I look at this other stuff, it's like shit, you know. I'm looking at there's a wall of two or three hundred dollars worth of booze. I mean, you guys got like fifteen thousand dollars worth of alcohol there. It's like, how <laughs> can you possibly, you know, what are you guys doing to have that like, booze? And it's you know, yeah. it's just weird how it's moved to where you could just do something that people are watching on their telephone because yeah, it is yeah. in front of the computer anymore. Um and they get i watch some of this new rap stuff you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: stuff that doesn't even get released in a physical form and they're making these videos and they're getting you know three five six million people that are yeah. watching this stuff it's
1: yeah. like it's
0: like wow and you and you don't hear about it because it's a whole other networking or or what whatever it is that you're able to yeah. You know how anybody right now could possibly keep up with everything that goes on in yeah, popular no. culture? I, did, I don't know. I don't know. How yeah, you, no, don't know how you could do it.
1: Now, you You said you were doing Facebook Live, um, and you said you were doing that. What we are you doing? What are you it, using now?
0: Just, just the, now, we just record the video on the phone and then just you know, post the video. Yeah, yeah. We, we still have to get around to setting up a YouTube channel. We're just you know.
2: I, I've been inspired, like, man. Yeah,
0: like 200, you know, people that religiously watch me make God. Yeah, know, hey that's, man. That's good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's good. Yes. I, I've always thought that, that, uh, I was a good cook, but then I started like, um, uh, I think it was, you know, my wife and I, I was talking with my wife and I was like, you know, we're getting older. We gotta be, you know, she's 54. I'm 50. We gotta, we gotta be healthy, you know, or we're gonna regret it. And, um. So we started, uh, she was kind of like on the verge of becoming a a vegetarian and I toyed around with the idea of trying to find recipes because someone had mentioned it's all about the seasoning and we usually don't do red meat anyway, like ground turkey or something and fish and stuff. And so um, in in the the red meat anyway, and sausage will like mess with her stomach and stuff. So she just stopped uh, doing that. And then... Um, I gathered a bunch of recipes that I thought that that she would like. And then, you know, like I said, I always thought that I was a, a good cook, but then in these recipes was all, the, with all these seasonings and things that I'd never, you know, like kimchi fried rice and stuff. I didn't even know what kimchi was and other vegetables that I wasn't even sure I knew how to pronounce or seasonings that I'd never used right. before. Right. A lot of times when I cook, it would just be like, it would be some kind of like, um, you know, steak seasoning or some like kind of like all-purpose kind of you know thing that would probably go good in in, in anything yeah. and so we were trying to go more of like a whole foods route and then I started and then you started cooking and I was like dang okay now Blaine knows how to cook I do not know how to cook I guess because he's using all this stuff that half of which I've never even heard of like some of the uh, I, I, I I can't remember some of the stuff that that you were using. I think it was a couple of vegetables or something and then grit and making like cauliflower steaks and stuff like yeah. that. I was like, wow. And, um, so I, I yeah, I, I got a bunch. So for like the past two months, I've been making all these really crazy, like, um, recipes like Thai, um, uh, where you, where you are taking, like, uh, making, like I made some, uh, mango salsa with, um, uh, what was it? Uh, some kind of, um, pineapple fried rice, yeah, that yeah. has like cashews and stuff in it, and um, and peanut butter. You know, and you're mixing these things that sounds like this is not going to be good. Same, uh, it. make,
0: it's the same as when you make these cocktails. You know, you're mixing all these things together. It's like, how is that going to taste good? Then your taste is like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it just
2: yeah, it just works, and so I, I'm. I need to, you know, I've only been doing these recipes for a couple months, so I can't do something really on my own yet, like I used to be able to do, like some make some kind of rice dish and and throw, you know, green peppers and mushrooms and and then and um, you know, make some kind of like sauce using seasons that I'm uh, seasonings that I'm familiar with, even from like a packet or something, like a you know, but now i'm i'm trying to not use those packets and just use but i don't know it's like painting if you if you're an artist and you're not familiar with the color scheme not all colors are going to complement each other mm-hmm. and so you have to learn them and um i think that's the same way with food it's like well, you can't just grab peanut butter and then add tabasco and this cumin and then expect to make some <laughs> <laughs> Great sauce to go but on your rice.
0: It's the same with the cooking as it is with the painting. Like if you're trying to go for a specific color of red, you mm-hmm. need this, but you need just a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that or a little bit more of this. You know, it's not like just – and sometimes when you follow a recipe, I, you know, I, I found recently, you know, a lot of cookbooks – and a lot of it, it's, it depends on your taste. Like if you're making something and it's like, you know, you want less peanut butter or you want more spice – for sure, yeah, you're gonna do what you know, yeah there's what yeah. you know a a a chef that we like that you know that does some really great stuff that we like is uh Jamie Oliver. He does some stuff. there's another guy whose name i I can't I can't remember and he's he's kind of corny some of the ones on pBS ah uh, you know they're a little corny, but he's a guy that does food um just for people over fifty
2: mm-hmm. you know what
0: yeah. I mean? it's um and it's just, you know, same as the cooking or painting or, or anything else, you know, you have to have that all, you know, you have to have like 10 or 12 spices. Or if you're doing, you know, Asian stuff, you know, you that got to have soy sauce and, you know, some fish sauce and some sriracha and some sambal and, you know, all right. those things that you need to be able to make, you know, yeah. make, 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 make it happen.
2: Yeah, that, that was that was a big investment too. I mean, I I had, we had spices, but yeah. there was so much stuff that that we did not have. And it's, yeah,
0: it's it, it's an investment, but shit, that stuff it doesn't. It's you know,
2: it lasts anything, a while. You know? Yeah, yeah, right.
0: They talk yeah. about you know, spices. It's like you know, you've got some spices in the jar versus buying in bulk. It's like, well, they're bulk. Somebody put a, a big jar into a <laughs> into a container versus you've got a jar that you've had in your in your counter for for three years. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's not going to grow go go. go it's not going to spoil or get tainted. You just might have to use a little bit more.
1: It's funny. You know, you were talking about things that don't go together and or really you don't think, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine anyway. Yeah. that You wouldn't think. And I got to say this first, man. Kimchi, we have a an amazing Korean store here because my wife is half Korean. And her, whenever her mother comes, they always want to go, you know, because she's her mom's born and raised in, in Korea. And so she always says we need to go to the Korean store. And we always come back with this massive tub. Of kimchi, and and I've tried kimchi all over the place, man, and it's my personal favorite. So maybe I'll maybe for Christmas, dude, (laughs) I'll I'll come up with something, man. Maybe our maybe our uh, New Year episode or something. But I wanted to say about the
0: the kind of stores that you need to shop at when you want that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah,
0: local store, you know, versus trying to go your regular grocery store. You know, like the a Korean (laughs) a a Korean version of uh, sriracha is go, go 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 goju chang. And it's you know kind kind of like sriracha a little bit sweeter, but you know mm-hmm. you get it at a Korean store, it's going to be two fifty versus getting it at whatever your local grocery store if they have it, it might be four dollars.
1: Yeah, you just blew my mind with this. I love sriracha sauce, and I but I now I'm like I have to try this. Yeah, go, go, <laughs> go,
0: go, go ju chang. Yeah, check it out. It's it's similar but a little bit different.
1: Yeah, but I I the um the thing is is the, the idea of Flavors that you didn't think or wouldn't imagine, or you know, mm-hmm. would have never thought of. And one of those, as we were preparing for the show, I looked up Sambuca, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Oh, Sambuca, okay, well, what is this? I didn't know what that was. And I'm like, 76 uh, proof. I mean, it's, I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty decent. They're <laughs> doing pretty good. A liqueur, elderberry, licorice, and essential oils. Yeah, and I thought, and I just recently had what? What? There's a new, er, there's a newer style of beer, and if I'm remembering. It's um, new, Is it a uh, New England, um, pale ale? Um, I think it, it might be New England pale ale or something. Anyway, it's got it's floral. I tried it because I like pale ale. I like you know any kind, anything that's real, real dark, a <laughs> real bitter. You know, I like all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, but this that particular one that uh, it actually was made by a brewery and ta- a brewery in town because we're in Grand Rapids. We have a ton of these breweries here. And I tried it and my, he's like, well, it's, it's got a floral taste to it. And I'm thinking, oh, what <laughs> from the, from the hops. Yeah. From, yeah. But I'm like, it just it, you could smell it. I mean, it, it, it was it was different than anything I'd ever, ever had. And then I tried a different thing and it won, I guess, a prize. And I don't know where this was. Uh, overseas is this kind of a, I don't know if it's Iceland or where, but they, they took a vote uh, in the country to try to get an idea for what were the favorite, you know, if they, if, if they would put any flavor into a beer, what would the top three things be? And I think one was like money and one was pizza. And I forget what the other one was. And they really did it and they made it. And I'll tell you, you could taste it. I don't know about the money. I don't I've never just put money in my mouth. You know what I mean? But but I so I don't I can't tell you if I was like, there it is, that's the money. But the but the pizza, and it was weird because it actually was good <laughs> and, and it was super, super strong. I mean like really strong. And it but it was just a trial run, it was for fun. But I bought it and I thought, who would have thought? you know like the pizza actually is kind of a good aftertaste you could taste it at the end at the tail end and i said man that's i'll i'd buy that more than once kind of blew my mind yeah
0: go go back to the the sambuca i actually enjoy sambuca quite quite a a bit um i don't have any right now but uh when you traditionally drink sambuca it has um three coffee beans in it and one's for the uh the father the son and the holy ghost
1: Um, yeah man i'm Wow. wow Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: interesting. uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: our neighbor used to be Italian, and well, she still is Italian, but uh, yeah, she uh, shares some of those. um...
1: Wow, what what was the status, man? What what is that? Trying to remember what that particular. I don't know if it's a liqueur or liquor. um, uh, It's almost got. They they claim like almost like a. um, It's like an aphrodisiac or hallucinogenic properties. What is that? That would
0: be absinthe.
1: Absinthe. You, yeah. it, what was the status of absence before? Do you know? Like of Absence, you,
0: supposedly, supposedly um, it, it actually just became legal in the United States um, probably about 13 years ago. And it, it, supposedly the original um, um, recipe had like wormwood in it. And yeah. wormwood was, was <laughs> an hallucinogenic, But other than that, it's kind of more like one of those things that, you know, it's had this mythology that it's followed that you know no longer really really holds true but people you know and there's a specific you know um there's a little uh, special little spoon you hold that's got some sugar in it you, you know you you pour the absinthe over over the spoon into the glass and you know there's some i you
2: think know, you're supposed to lay naked in a bathtub while you're doing all this isn't that part <laughs> of the ritual yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah it's part <laughs> of the ritual like, yeah. you know it's some Edgar allen Poe, Poe, you know kind of <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a, a job some years ago that took me to uh, um, Slovakia and in, in a small town called Luchinek. And um, I bought some uh, bottles of absinthe that I brought back to the States. And um, we had a Halloween party here at the house and people were just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you got absinthe. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like a Jägermeister, you know, it's like, it,
1: it, yeah. it's like
0: nothing. It's just, you know, it's something that, maybe way, way, way back when it had some properties, but yeah, definitely. You
1: know, I, I thought I had, I, cause I've only had it a couple of times. Um, and it was years and years ago. Um, but I, and, and the, had everybody, you know, they went through the whole thing with the fire and the sugar cubes and all. It's yeah. kind of cool. You know, I mean, that was kind of like, I can imagine people being like mesmerized by this thing.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Um, but if I remember correctly, I forget, I forget how we got it, but it said on the bottle that it had wormwood. And I, you know, and I think I may, I may even still have it in this office. <laughs> I might still have it where it says that it had one. Them, Cause I think I saved that one and a couple other bottles that were, you know, I la- it was a beer that came out that had um, peppers. Like it was a, a real strong, but you I know that it's, you have kind of like that Aztec flavor that oftentimes will have spice with it and stuff like that. Uh, but this one had uh habaneros and so it had that, that kick to it. But I think I have that and I have got the, the bottle of zap of absinthe and it was imported it was really small um and i'm pretty sure that they said it had wormwood and i think it was on the bottle but i don't know you know but i, I was just curious i didn't know like what was the status of that you know because it's interesting that you say you couldn't get vodka and you know it would make sense not just because of trading stuff but also you know in uh cold war stuff <laughs> later like i don't know what the effect of that if that played any later on if that had any effect on it
0: oh, most most definitely like you couldn't yeah. get like um Cause we live really close to canada and before you know b- before the uh the berlin wall went down you couldn't get real russian vodka in the united states mm-hmm. but you could get it in you could get it in, in in canada or just like the Cuban cigars, you know you can get it yeah. in Cuban scar in the united states now where you could get it in canada but you, you couldn't get it in in the u.s yeah that, that you know
1: it's funny because i've had one i had i had a in fact, I may even still have a picture on social media with one of those cigars. And somebody told me, this business back quite a while ago. They are like, dude, you can't actually buy those <laughs> in the United States. And I thought, well, I, you know, I heard that. <laughs> I know where I got it from. I don't want to see where I got it from. If it doesn't matter now. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the time, they're like, yeah, I don't know if you want to put that up, dude. I said, what are they going to do? I mean, you're going to come in, like, kick in my door and be like, dude, I saw you were smoking a Cuban <laughs> cigar <laughs> on social media. You were at a coffee shop. <laughs> You
2: know. i remember you you brought a cuban cigar over to my house one time yeah and you're like uh i think you said you got it from your priest or something it was a
1: guy well it was it was <laughs> somebody yeah it wasn't my priest it wasn't my priest but it was you're correct to say it was associated with church we'll just put it that way okay <laughs> but i, somebody I rem- with family somebody with yeah family. i
2: remember you, yeah. You, you you brought it over and, and i'm not a cigar guy uh i just i just don't like them but I remember you brought it over and I was like, you said that this is Cuban and I knew that it was yeah. not legal. So I was, like, I, I was like, I was like, I have to have this. I have to at least be able to say I had the, you know, because it's just that it's the word that's associated with, you know, when yeah. you watch a movie or whatever it's in, in the characters are all like, Oh, is that Cuban? Mm, it's Cuban, you know, and stuff. So it's like, Oh, I got to see what this is about. And it was it, dude. It was horrible. It oh, was
1: horrible. no way.
2: No, oh, It was, it was <laughs> so I, I
1: liked it, man. Yeah, but it was a Cohiba and I have and I it, I had the cuz it got that wrap on it, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh and it had that it's just it was in bold black letters, you know. And uh, I had kind of the yellow checkers around the outside of it and I was like it's just, it's a cool picture, you know, and I thought it looked kind of fancy and so I'm like dude, I'm like yeah, I'm smoking a Cuban, guys. <laughs> Not thinking about it, but yeah, so I, that's just I find it so fascinating that you do that and that stuff that I just didn't think about, you know, about what kind of mixed drinks would they have? you know, back in that day, you know, and, and how would trade or how would uh, changing rules regarding prohibition, uh, how would globalization, like, how would that affect, you know, alcohol that we come to nowadays, you know, to, to just say, well, yeah, it's a staple at this point. Well, but even, it, w- it wouldn't have even been on the, on the agenda at all. I mean, it's not yeah. even in the social imaginary of bartenders because
0: it was just not, Prepared. And the rules have changed. I mean, you guys see where you're at. You've said you have a lot of, a lot of breweries where you're at. You know, that mm-hmm. wasn't the case, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. That's just where, you know, they've had to loosen up those rules, you know, even around the United States where, you know, micro brews. It used to be kind of a regional thing where that was allowed. And now that's pretty much across the United States and even small, small distilleries, wineries, you know, all of that stuff is um, there's taxes, taxes to be made. And even homebrews. I mean,
1: I, you know, yeah, I, I knew homebrew friends, man, where that was like, you know, that was almost like the moonshine run and stuff at the time. It was like, dude, you can't just roll in with that. There's, there were rules like you couldn't, you couldn't host a party, for example. Like there was, there's a lot of things. And some of that's still around now, but they, you know, even with more liberal, uh, liberalization of of various laws, um, you know, that it's still kind of a tricky thing. But I, I've helped to brew some beers. You know what I mean? I helped to brew one. It was a Christmas, a Christmas stout. And yeah. it had, you know, uh, chocolate in there and kind of this, this uh, peppermint. It was just, it was delicious, man. <laughs> Starlight mint flavored stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it was really cool. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I, I know some guys, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Mm, it's not a beer. Um, technically speaking, it's like a wine Mead. Uh, what's mead. that mead, mead. Dude, yes, man. Thank mead
0: you so much. Made with uh, made with honey.
1: Yes, I my buddy came over. He had made some mead, and he brought over this bottle. And I had it was just one of those really tightly fit ones that has the metal that you can kind of lock over, and it locks we're, it down.
0: The growsh bottles with the ceramic and the washer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, oh. Yeah.
1: And I had that man, and I'll tell you, I, that was just. See, I, I
0: was a, I I was a home brewer back in the. Uh, I'm a little bit older, so it's not like I'm. I'm just saying, I did all this stuff. No, we were doing the, we were doing the homebrew stuff back in the uh, mid to late '80s when that first, you know, um, happened. And it's the same. It's it's the same thing with cooking. You know, it's like you got your malt, you got your hops, you got your yeah. yeast, you know, and you got your water. And yeah, I don't do, do. it. I don't brew. We, we moved to uh, when we the last we were brewing beer. We were doing it in into uh, small kegs. Just because it was just too much of a hassle to do it into bottles, and uh, I don't do it now because I don't I don't have anybody to drink it. We don't really drink beer around that kind of beer around the house. Although I would like to try um, to make some, you know, moonshine. There's a number of different uh, yes, you know, type of applications that are out there that you can adapt to the home use.
1: Now, what's the difference, real quickly, man? I, you know, what's the difference between moonshine and like corn whiskey?
0: It's the same thing. Same thing.
1: Okay. That's just
0: the down and dirty.
1: I've had I've had Mm -hmm. the down and dirty, man. I've had corn whiskey.
2: Yeah. I didn't realize. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's that stuff's gnarly. Oh, dude, I didn't
1: I didn't know like they were they were like oh hey man you want some corn whiskey we're going to Boston and I'm like oh that sounds great and so they're like "Uh, tell tell me when to stop (laughs) I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. whiskey you know what I mean yeah and so they're just pouring I was in the Navy and I had this massive glass. Oh yes man. Look at that. Hello, yeah, corn. We're
0: just having the, some of this this afternoon. But.
1: Now now is is it true that the, corn w- rice Yep. Yeah. Is it true that when you pop it that, that that's how it goes down like what what what's the the proof because was isn't it like I thought I saw ones that were like 190 or something like that.
0: This it that that the one that I have there is 100 proof. So it's 100 proof. Say, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah but the one that they had at the commissary in the uh At the, at the Navy base, man, that butter was super strong and they, they poured a bunch of it and then they put in just a dash of like tang or something. (laughs) And I'm sitting in the car and cause you could, you could drink it back then, man. You could like drink in the back seat, but you couldn't, if you were driving, you couldn't. And so it was kind of weird, man, but we're sitting there and I'm drinking by myself and everything. And by the time we get to Boston, I'm so tanked out of my mind. I don't even know what's going on. I blacked out. They jokingly handcuffed me to this rail and they took pictures of me. I don't remember anything, but I do remember that it was corn whiskey.
2: <laughs> I said,
0: "What's this?"
1: So, yeah. That's crazy, you guys. A big bottle of that corn
2: whiskey, man.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah, actually, but I just got that yesterday.
2: Yeah. Well, listen to you guys talking about your. You know, what's weird is is all of this stuff like I you know, I, I started drinking at a really early age and then quit and then started and quit. And, 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 you know, it's been 10 years since I've, uh, since I've had a drink. And even before that, um, I had another decade under my belt of, of not doing it, but because I started early and I, and I, I guess I quit early, you know, um, I think I quit drinking by the time I was before, right before I turned 21. So, uh, but you know, you never have any money. So it was always all about how much can we get for, you know, you know, let's get some Goebbels black label or whatever it was. It wasn't about taste, you know, well, I I think I'm in the mood for, you know, a scotch or, you know, it was just like, how many forties can we get for the five (laughs) bucks, you know? So, and then Uh, as I got older, you know, and I, I think you remember this, Jeremiah, I think it was like, I think it was like 30. And, um, Maybe my maybe my mid-30s. And I was like, you know, I haven't drank in like 10 years. And yeah, I guess I was like a 31, 32. I haven't drank in like 10 years. I got a family now. It'll be okay. I'm, I'm going to be fine. And, and and I was never like a, a obnoxious drunk or a violent drunk or anything like that. I was a happy drunk. I, I, I always have been when I do drink. But um, I, I don't like the dependence that I would, would gain from it. And I have a really difficult time... You know, even like I I started finding myself not being able to be social and having anxiety because I didn't have something to drink and not feeling like myself. So I stopped and and Jeremiah, I remember you were over one time. This was like, it's like 20 years ago and you were drinking a beer and um, I was like, man, that looks really good. And I noticed that you would just like have one beer and then you were just done. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really envy that, um, because I've just never been able to to do that. As a matter of fact, if I don't have a certain amount, I usually just wouldn't drink at all because yeah, but I wasn't a camo black ice. I mean, that's like blackout in a can. No, no, no. You were drinking. <laughs> uh, you were drinking Miller Light, the high life. What?
1: Yeah. No, I'm okay. There was like a, there was a, or well, it was a, Heineken. It was one
2: of the two. Oh, no,
0: no, I don't
2: know. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you were young. You, know you were really young, too. Those. But <laughs> I remember, I remember, I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah, be a casual yeah. drinker like I've always wanted to do. And that lasted for about a year. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then it became this, you know, six pack a night thing. And I just didn't, you know, like I said, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't like what it was, you know, saying to my kids and stuff where I'd be, alone not even socially you know i'd be alone playing like world of warcraft or something and at the end of the night i've got like six to eight beers sitting around me and it's like Uh, i'm not this is just me you know and and i think my wife said something and i was it just looks sad that i'm sitting here by myself drinking all of this beer and not being social or anything and so i quit and but the reason why i brought it up is when people talk about scotch or bourbon, oh, I love a good bourbon and stuff. I, dude, I don't think that as much as I've drank in my life, it was always just like, "What's that alcohol? All right, let's have it." I couldn't tell you what bourbon tastes like or what scotch tastes like. I can tell you like what a yeah. screwdriver. I mean, that's like the, that's kind of like the, that's an easy drink, you know, OJ yeah. and vodka, or 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 beers. But I often tease my son Elijah because he's a he's a casual drinker. He, he gets a six pack and lasts him weeks. But he, I, I tease him because he's, you know, he gets, the, you know, the hipster beer, where it's like uh, all these fruity flavors. And so I, I, I joke with him. It's part jealousy and and part joking. Where I joke with him, it's like you got that girly beer, man. That fruity. I was like, drink a man's beer, like some kind of Anheuser Busch or, or 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 something that tastes <laughs> yeah. like beer. Because he'll show me beers like, check this out, Dad. It'll be like raspberry coffee chocolate peanut butter cake or something and i'm like what and i just start laughing at him i'm always teasing yeah. him about it it's funny
1: so it's not like natty ice no yeah no, like, he drink natural like ice or yeah yeah no. <laughs> natty ice and what what's the other one no. milwaukee like it wasn't any Mil- you know what, milwaukee's
2: yet. milwaukee's best is probably yeah. the i think that's the worst beer uh oh. ever <laughs> Seriously.
1: Blaine, yeah. what do you think? What what's the worst beer ever?
0: Yeah, Milwaukee's best is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, beer, a beer they used to make called a Rhinelander. They made here in the Northwest.
2: Don't think it's I've had that. Bad. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. Uh, a I, Rhinelander. I
2: remember yeah. and now that I'm thinking it and, and that Blaine's here, I remember that that birthday party I was telling you about earlier that was at my um when when Mattis Stories just came out, uh it was at my apartment. And we were, um, we got a case of, it was Goebbels beer. I don't even know if they make that anymore, but it was this really super cheap, uh, it, it's cheaper like Gator beer or something, as cheap yeah. as you can get. And um, we had um, a uh, boot that we were drinking it from because somebody, because we were listening to a lot of Wormack and, yes. and there's a song on there and some dude puking his guts out there. And I think there's a song on the album about drinking from the boot or something. Yes. Yes. And so That's we put up, we put a, a jam box <laughs> on the back of the toilet in in, in the bathroom and we hooked up a microphone so that, and we said, if you're going to puke, you have to, you know, we were like 17, 18. If you're going to puke, you have to push record before you do it. And so we were drinking from this boot all night, <laughs> trying to get somebody to puke. And, uh, <laughs> Uh nobody ever did somebody shoved the mic into the bathroom and pissed on it it didn't break the mic somehow it didn't it didn't short out or nothing and then uh in but so that's the only recording we got was some really loud urinating um (laughs) but yeah
1: who was the next guy to put his lips on that mic (laughs) <laughs> like that's what I'd be wondering about. You're like, you're like a oh, weird, hey, you Oh, hey, it wasn't like a, Brad.
2: <laughs> it wasn't like a mic like this. It was like one from maybe the '70s, where you sat on a on a table and it just had like this weird like screen. Yeah. And yeah. you would, but but when we would record and do like band practice type stuff, that's what I would have to use because we didn't <laughs> have a mic. You were the
1: guy with the lips on the
2: mic, and I. It was before I started playing guitar. It was it was around yeah. the same time I started playing guitar. And so I would just sing and either I would use that mic or before we had that mic during practice, I would get on the floor in front of the boom box and I would have to sing near the mic so that when we played the tape back, you could hear all the instruments and then you could hear me singing.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And I, and I hadn't found my own voice yet. So ironically, I just tried to sound like Blaine, everything that I sang. It was hilarious, yeah. and I still I have all of that stuff on cassette, still.
0: You'll have to
2: read every bit of it. I'm a hoarder <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I it's sentimental stuff, man. I can't get rid of it. But Jeremiah, do you want to squeeze something in? where you uh, have you been doing anything else other than absinthe and drinking beer? And- <laughs> Dude,
1: I haven't had any absinthe or any drinking or any beer. In a while, man, the last thing I had, I think I had a, uh, it was like a captain in Cogerson, you know, it was like, and it might have even been a diet, which I kind of hate that. But because I've been doing that whole being in ketosis thing, you know, and so like the, the last time I drank while being in ketosis, I was drinking as if I was not. And I didn't know the difference. And apparently I read later and I, well, I experienced later before, before I read about it, that you're going to be real wasted. And I remember laying down in bed and I was just spinning, dude. I, and I've only had like three drinks. It wasn't as if I was, you know, tanked out of my mind or anything. I've been, in fact, it took a while for it to kind of hit me like that. But, uh, when it did, I, I read about it and they were like, well, you know, because you don't have. You know, <laughs> you haven't been you haven't been eating any carbs, man. Like you're in a completely different state. The way you're uh, digesting and everything is is really dramatically altered at this point. So I haven't had anything like that. Um, I've been watching, you know, it's it's kind of weird. I, I haven't sat, and this is sad, man. I haven't actually been able to watch um, many movies because I'm just I've I've gotten to the point where my day is really spread out. But I've been enjoying going to to getting out a little bit like going to the soccer game for example. You know, my uh, my son's on a soccer team and they have um, they have they had games. They just had their last one and they won. They won their first game and they won their last game and they got spanked every game in between. And so but it, but it was a great time, you know, and it was cool. All all season long is really cool how even when they would lose and stuff, they'd run over and they would thank everybody for coming and they, they were really happy. And then they'd go back and they they you know, it reminded me a little bit of the Special Olympics, you know what I mean? like the uh, my brother was in Special Olympics most of his life. And so I'd go and it was really a great time. And I mean, this is a, am not I mean, it is a compliment. Uh, but to say that, you know, in Special Olympics, you know, I've seen my brother win a gold medal. And at the end, he's super excited and showing off to another person who got a bronze or, you know, a, and by bronze, you could be, you know, fifth, sixth place doesn't matter. Everybody's getting it. And hmm. and they'll trade. Nobody cares. Hmm. It's not about that. And in fact, when they when they, they have kind of a, a creed at the beginning, like an oath, a promise. And it's to um, that it's all about it's all about the joy of, of competition, of giving your best and being OK with, you know, with whatever happens that you're here uh, ultimately to have fun and to just simply do your best and that everybody's proud of you no matter what. And it's it's really a moving thing to hear that. And so it kind of had that vibe, you know, where even though they're getting completely slaughtered, they're all happy, and they're all just enjoying themselves. Good sportsmanship. They never had; it was never any like problem with that. So it's a really cool thing, man, to to do that. But I have watched a little bit. I, I'm still uh, reading uh, Monster Calls. Still reading that. Um, but I, I've been watching uh, shorter things, right? Um, and and. I'll stay away from like any of the documentary style stuff I've been watching and just say this. I've watched a lot of videos that are, you know, Korean pop. people eating food. <laughs> well, mukbang. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm not watching too much mukbang anymore, but, but I have been watching, um, you know, stuff like, uh, uh cougar is stalking a man for six minutes, right? Where he's walking and he's freaking out. He's like, go. And he's like trying to get this cougar away. And that bugger is like lunging. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you get back. And he's he's talking. He's recording the whole time. Is a crazy thing. He survived, obviously, you know. Or or a guy working on palm trees where he's cutting off the fronds of the of the palms, and it they lock it down pretty good. But when it, something happened, man, and it boom, yeah. like this, and he's holding on for dear life, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing.
2: Or so bear you watching you, YouTube videos.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah. But it's been it's. I don't normally watch that sort of thing and I've really enjoyed actually doing that and kind of, you know, I, I know that people would say, that's lowbrow, you know, that's, what are you doing? Those are just like Harley, a har har videos and go, you know, I kind of need a little bit of that right now. <laughs> so it's been kind of nice actually just to enjoy watching, you know, the kind of videos that, you know, Johnny Q and Sally Sue and their kids are watching and making fun of like, It's been kind of cool, and it's a bummer. I'm not, you know, I haven't even been able to join my wife watching super episodes of Supernatural and everything. I saw maybe a couple episodes of SpongeBob, but that's about the extent, man. Like, I've been a busy guy, so I've just been kind of doing the lowbrow thing, but enjoying myself and having Mm -hmm. fun, laughing, and then getting back to the grind, you know, because it's a lot of work. And so that's what I've been up to, man. What about you, buddy?
2: Uh, you know. I've been doing the 31 days of terror where I got to watch a horror movie every day for the month of October. And I kind of signed up for it to, with a couple of friends of mine um, to do that. And it's kind of been a drag man, because prior (laughs) to this, I was watching, um, you know, I started, I've always been like the anti nap guy. Like, I'm not going to take a nap, you old man. And, you know, and then it's so weird, man, that, 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 that reader um, of my stuff made me that gorgeous shining blanket with the, the overlook carpet. (laughs) Yeah. And then Uh, uh, ever since I got that dude, I've taken a nap almost every day, but it's, it's not like, (laughs) it's not like a, a nap where it's like, I'm snoozing. It's more like dozing off on and off, like for an hour while I'm watching a movie. So I'll put a movie on something like, nostalgic and comforting nothing like modern that i'd like is really going to hold my interest and usually you know um like a bad horror film or something that you know just scratches that nostalgic itch for me some kind of like you know uh 70s movie or italian horror or something like that um where it's it's like it's like a comfort food type of thing and then i'll doze off And then I'll like wake up and I'll have to rewind like 20 minutes and then I'll doze off again. And sometimes it'll take me like three days to watch this movie. If I even remember that I've been watching it in the first place. (laughs) So, but now I have to squeeze one of these in a day. And at the time I was so into like the Italian horror and bad horror and going back to some 70s stuff. And that, that maybe just I didn't take the time to watch, but always saw, you know, in the video store or whatever. And so now, um, it, it, I'm being, it's it's been sucking, man, because I don't have like the three or four days I have to watch mm. this movie that I kind of signed up for, and I, I should have grabbed more things. It's like, oh, I'll, everybody says this movie's good. I'm gonna add this for October seventh for October eighth. I'll, I'll grab this, but instead, I I made this this list of stuff that I'm supposed to watch, um and i have picked the worst garbage <laughs> to sit through every day so i've been watching all of the amityville yeah. movies i'm on like it's the seventh one now and they're horrible i mean i like the first one just because i grew up in that time and it was it was cool you know to to think oh this is real you know and this is a real haunted house but after that man the, these are garbage like or or some 70s films like um Invasion of the Blood Farmers, and uh, yeah. um, what's the one? The worst movie I ever saw was just like a week ago, ever, ever seen in my life, and it's called Um, Deathbed, the Bed that Eats. And it's <laughs> it's bad, man. It's Have you ever and- seen that,
0: Blaine. I don't know that I've seen that. One. Yeah,
1: I saw, I saw that nod, and I was like, It's all." I think he may actually know. <laughs> he's like, He's like, or that just sounds like hell, <laughs> that sounds
2: terrible. No, it's, it's bad. The, 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 a lot of these are like one and two star for me. There's been a couple that I've seen recently uh, that are revisited Uh that were cool that I hadn't seen in, you know, 35 plus years, like the howling, the first howling. I hadn't seen that since I was, you know, maybe 16 or 17 and I watched that, but for the most part, man, it's, it's been miserable, but there's, there's some stuff coming up on the list that I think is going to be a little bit, little bit better but what about yourself blaine what have you been reading or watching or listening to or
0: i'm still waiting for neon owl it's I'm, i was slowly going through this new max max brooks yeah uh, sasquatch book i'm almost at the end of that one um i'm like jeremiah i've watched a bunch of short stuff there on the uh on the youtube yeah there's a couple of different yeah. channels on there that do like horror and science fiction and like that omeletto Hmm. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the channel. Um, Dust is another channel where they do a bunch of, you know, weird horror stuff. You know, I was into the wrestling there for a while, but now that there's no live audience, I'm not really.
1: Take some of the fun out of it.
0: Take some of the fun out of it for me. Yeah. Yeah. How weird
1: is that, by the way, Blaine? Like, I, I haven't seen any of those. I've seen video and stuff and i see you know groups trying to hype it they're like dude it was so powerful to see this and i'm thinking like mm. you know yeah. there really is something to the idea of like the crowd
0: well it's a it's a performance it's a performance art is what it is you know so it's yeah. not just yeah and when you're not performing in front of you know live people it's, at yeah, it's, the it's just different
2: yeah it's a you know just like a performing live versus performing in your garage or basement you're like there's that camaraderie between you and the audience where you're swapping like energy you know yeah, it's yeah. like you you feed off of each other i would imagine that yeah wrestling is probably like that too yeah, totally and even like watching it it seems
1: like you know it has almost that like it, it kind of makes sense of home theater that when you're in a theater you are part of that the gallery or you're part of the people right that are watching this and it's kind of uh and experience that you're all in this together, right? The laughter, the clapping, and all this stuff. And when you're watching, even though you aren't there, and you might even wish you were there, there's something about that that builds up with you, you know, that you, even with sports games, man, when when the crowd's getting wild, you know, the sports announcer says that most of the time, man, people are probably getting wild at home. And there's this kind of relationship that takes place. And so to watch that, it's like, you know, it's like watching – I don't want to get political, but like watching the debates when nobody is in the crowd <laughs> and they're like, everyone will be silent here. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And it just, you, you it loses that dynamic. And I feel mm-hmm. like wrestling, especially because it really is this, this really cool mixture of sport and drama. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So you're going to read Neon Owl. That's up next for you, man.
0: That's there, yeah. I was supposed yeah. to read it already, and then somehow that um I was reading another book on the on the e reader, and then that that Max Brooks one came up. It's like okay, I'll buy that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's yeah. there's yeah, there's so many books that I want to get to. Man, I I wish that I read uh, faster. I I have such a, and then I end up starting like a bunch of different ones, and then I'm and then I don't even want to finish them, and then it takes me forever. I hate I hate all that. The neon Owl, though is. It's different, man. It's uh, it's pretty silly. Put it that way. It's a, uh, it's not horror, but it's not dark. It's uh, it's kind of my my homage to uh, Joe Lansdale, I guess. And uh, yeah. Rock, in Rockford Files, if Rockford Files were a little bit raunchier.
1: Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> Rockford Files being a little bit raunchier, like off-camera. You know what I mean? Like he just kind of has the. <laughs> like I
2: can imagine it, man. Yeah. I can imagine it. I oh, know. Jim Rockford, he's a, he's a gentleman. Yes, Good that's show. true.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Love that show. Yeah. So speaking of shows, yes sir, you guys want to talk about cemetery dance? Cemetery dance, not cemetery dance, it's a publisher. Cemetery Cemetery <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. We're <laughs> talking
1: cemetery dance, man. We're getting into some weird crap here, Blaine. I don't know. <laughs> Chad's pitching something interesting to us. He's like, we were supposed to watch Cemetery Man? Gosh darn it. Like I've been watching cemetery dance.
0: <laughs>
2: Delamorte, delam, delamore.
0: Delamorte, delamore.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's get into that. All right, man.
1: Sounds good. You have reached the conclusion of Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode Twenty Two, Part
2: One. Do you like horror movies? Do you like collecting things? Do you like collecting Blu-ray special editions of horror movies? Well, then, the Horror Academics Guide to Movies is the show for you. It's a web series where every month I pick one modern classic and determine which is the best version that I recommend that you should own. I talk a little bit about the history of the movie, and in the end, you get to see what films should be in your home collection of horror's modern classics. That's the Horror Academics Guide to Movies on YouTube every month, and now part of the Project Entertainment Network.